Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and Mon. What's wrong with you, Mon? Dude, I can't even right now. I don't think you realise how significant Sunday was for me. So Lawson and I decided on Sunday that we're going to go full vegan. And I also decided on Sunday was my starting date for going sugar-free with Shell, producer Shell. And I'm having, like, the worst withdrawal symptoms. Like, I have a headache from hell. I'm, like, depressed, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, my sleep's messed up with. I just want to throw myself off a cliff. Uh, Everything hurts, Lyle. I just want a lollipop. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take away the pain. Oh, it hurts so much. I can't believe it. This is like, I've done sugar-free stints before, but this is by far the worst lot of symptoms I've ever had. The worst withdrawal you've had. Ever. It's so bad. And it's only since Sunday. It's only since Sunday. It's only since then. And the thing is, I'm refusing to take any painkillers because I'm like, nope, you got yourself into this mess. Now you're going to feel how it feels to come out of it. <laughs> so, so this is your motivation to stay sugar-free. Yeah, yeah. I feel if I, take a, I, feel if I pop a painkiller, I won't really have any memory of how hard it was to come off or, or even have any like knowledge of how bad it is for my body. Like if it can do this to my body, it must be really bad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm having trouble concentrating. I had to do a math test yesterday. And like, it's just basic arithmetic. And I'm like looking at the numbers and numbers are jumping around on the page. And I'm like, did I become dyslexic? <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Hey, maybe that's a cure for all dyslexic people. Yeah, just go sugar free. No, 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 happens. no. Up your sugar intake. Oh, up your sugar. <laughs> oh. If it's holding you back from being less dyslexic, maybe it's a thing, Mon. Maybe yeah, it's maybe. a thing. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it is. Do not take my advice. I am not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I am not, not a, a doctor, not a dietitian, or anything otherwise qualified in the field of health. Oh, in anyway. fact, following my advice would probably be a really terrible idea. I'm grateful for Lawson and Shell this morning for being my buddies on this journey. So, yeah. Anyway, what are you grateful for? Tell me in eight seconds. Um, I'm grateful that I get to watch you go sugar free. <laughs> it's it's going to be a misery. Anyway, hopefully a great show coming up for you today. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. Anyway, great show coming up. Stay tuned. Tony Cash, man comes around. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup? 
or disappear into the potter's ground. When the man comes around, hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come, and the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne, and at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around, whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around, hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come, and the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound, when a man comes around, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed with him. That was Johnny Cash with The Man Comes Around here on Faith FM. And we're about to have a first clue for our quiz of the day. So, Mon, what have you got for us there this morning? I have a What Book Am I quiz. Uh, the first clue is really kind of funny, maybe. Uh, what book of the Bible, by the way? This book is named after a man who pulled out the hair of the men of Judah who had married foreign women. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> he would be a great pastor these days. Yeah. His church would be empty. Imagine writing around. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah, would yeah. you do that? Ripped out someone's beard. Uh, yes, you are correct. If you know the answer, give us a call. One eight hundred Faith FM is our number. It's one eight hundred three two four eight four three. 
Text your guesses, 0491064669. And uh, double prizes, I think, again today. I'm just feeling it, man. I'm going to get myself in a good mood because, like, I'm in a lot of pain. So. <laughs> I'm in more pain now because... Uh, Producer Shell. T- okay, okay. So, so no, no, wait, 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 right, wait. Right. No, 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 no. It, Producer Shell is your ally here. She is your best ally. This it doesn't is your, feel ally-like to me. It is your enemies, your <laughs> enemies from Victoria that have been trying to sabotage you that Shell has rescued you <laughs> yeah. from. She has stepped in yeah. as the hero of the day and mm-hmm. saved yeah. you from imminent destruction. Yeah, yeah. I see how you paint that picture. Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, Lyle and Shell went to uh, Victoria over the weekend to speak at a conference and they met up with some friends of mine. And my friends, it turns out, sent me a Ziploc bag full of cookies uh-huh. back with the South Wales. Yes. And Shell's just presented me with an empty Ziploc bag and said, <laughs> I took the cookies out for you. <laughs> See, she's your, she, she is your ally. She has solved this problem for you. In fact, seeing as Shell is also sugar-free. <laughs> Angling for cookies. Homemade cookies. I'm wondering where those cookies are right now. Homemade Katevsky cookies. It's hard to beat Now, I've man. never had Katevsky cookies before. Well, I feel like I could block you, but you should probably try that. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I might call the Katevskys. And they said, when are you coming to visit? Enjoy your homemade cookies. We miss you. Aww. Okay, call them during the next song break. Yeah, and just check. Because I'm pretty sure they would be like sugar-free. Knowing the Kitevskis. No, no. Knowing the no, Kitevskis are very healthy people. Yeah. No, no definitely not sugar-free. <laughs> definitely not sugar-free. Those things are laced with sugar. In fact, there's so much sugar in them, you can see the sugar sparkling on the surface. Yeah, yeah. I think you're full of it, Lyle. <laughs> you're full of sugar, Lyle. <laughs> uh, I am not sugar-free, but I am sugar-reduced. <laughs> like and that's that's that. the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. truth. Even yeah. my wife will say that that is the truth. And she is like a super honest person. You're like you're like consciously uncoupling from sugar. <laughs> Your PC terms are all up in it. <laughs> I'm, I am very sugary. I do not drink sugary drinks no. ever. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, maybe I drank one the other day. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure your sugar will find I you don't out. Don't buy sugary drinks. Yep, okay. Most of the time. <laughs> and I don't buy um, sugary food. Yep. I Never. think you don't buy food at all because your wife does grocery shopping a lot. Yeah, and this is, the, this is what I said to her. <laughs> like, if you don't buy it, I ain't going to eat it. So, yeah. on the odd occasion that, you know, I might be traveling somewhere or at a restaurant, I do indulge or maybe at fellowship yeah. lunch. But apart from that, um, apart from those, you know, exceptional yeah, yeah. circumstances, mm-hmm. I'm sugar free. Yeah, which is not bad at all. It's not bad. It's sugar reduced, and it's great. a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. It if makes me a happier person. If we could all limit it to that, it'd be fine, really. I'm in a yeah. better mood for having less sugar. Yeah, I'm really not right now, but hopefully I'll get there too. <laughs> you will get there. You yeah. will like yourself when you're not on sugar. Yeah, it's funny because I was researching this morning when I woke up, and my headache had lasted, you know, all through the night and all through yesterday. And I was like, "There's got to be something I can do," and uh, and I looked it up, I researched it, and uh, basically all the symptoms you can possibly get. For quitting with quitting sugar <clears throat> with jaw symptoms, I have them all, um, which sucks. Uh, and then the things that you can do, apart from uh, nausea, that there are withdrawal symptoms. Anything that you get withdrawal symptoms from should should be a warning sign to us. I've never heard Absolutely. of someone getting withdrawal symptoms from broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's because it doesn't exist. You mean broccoli? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it says here that the symptoms are depression, anxiety, changes in sleep patterns, cognitive issues, cravings, lightheaded and dizziness, nausea, tingling, and fatigue. 
And yeah, actually, I'm not, I'm not getting tingly. I'm not tingly. Um, yeah, so all those apart from two. But they said the best things you can do to combat it. And I'm pretty happy that I'm doing like automatically all the things that would usually uh, combat these 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 cravings. Um, except for the one that's probably like the second biggest, and that is exercise. Because because my sleep pattern's been messed up, and I'm just so fatigued. I've woken up the last two mornings, and instead of going to the gym, I've just been like, oh, I'm just going to keep sleeping. <laughs> so I really need to get to the gym. Yeah, you need to get to the gym because that will help you get over Absolutely. all of your symptoms so much quicker. Yep, yep. And you need to get some sunshine. Not that there is any sunshine out there today. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. If anyone else wants to go sugar-free with Producer Shell and myself, Producer Shell goes sugar-free from like January to November almost every year. And then it's a big blowout at Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> Six different pies. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I think she was talking about having a sugar-reduced Thanksgiving this year. No, no, nah, she's shaking her head like, she's what, like are what are you, you talking you? about? <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to go sugar-free with me, and if you'd like to go vegan with me and Lawson, Lawson and I, uh, feel free to do so. So, yeah, jump on board. First, right. first of August is only two days away, so you can start. I think I could handle a sugar-free Christmas. Yeah, I... Easy. I Piece know. of cake. I could do that no problem at all. Sugar-free Thanksgiving would be tough. I'd yeah, I agree with tough. you on that one. I agree with you on Apple that one. Apple pie is just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Lyle, I have some really cool news. Mm-hmm. This is, like, you know how we're having a bit of a straw revolution. Everyone's chucking out plastic. They're done with plastic straws. We're moving away from plastic straws. Even now, all the supermarkets and Spotlight and so forth, you can now get paper straws, um, all this sort of, like, Yep. Sort of more absolutely bring uh, it on. B- uh-huh. biodegradable, plasticky-like substance as well, and um, which is great. But it's funny because we had one of those plastic bags, pl- plastic shopping bags that we took away. You know, because we when we went away on our holiday to uh, the centre of Australia, you know, you, you know how you sort of take a plastic bag full of plastic bags that you mm. can use for like, a, and I think you need a plastic bag for. Yeah. And um, well, at least one of them that was in there was one of these new biodegradable plastic bags, uh-huh. and I went to get it out from underneath the. Uh, Seat of my ute, and, and it was just like it had biodegraded all <laughs> over the floor, and there was tiny pieces of it everywhere. But it was good to see that it actually it worked. Works. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. It broke down. You know, it was probably a couple of weeks old, and it had broken down into very small pieces. And you know, by now it's just powder. Yeah, uh, which is great. I'm still concerned about the production of it because the, we're still going to be polluting the world to make those things. Like even though they, the result is something that can biodegrade back into back into the earth, the production, the sheer process of it, um, is still going to be uh, not great. And we, we're doing them on such a large scale, like because we're yeah. so well, the thing is, them. the thing is, we've kind of gone plastic bag free in our house. Yeah. Um, and what you find is when you once you go plastic bag free, you don't actually need them. Yeah, yeah, you just have to shift, you have to shift your thinking. Such so a paradigm shift, and then you're yep. done. Yeah. Yep. But there's a lady uh, in the Philippines who's inspiring thousands of people and thousands of cafes around the world with a new way to replace plastic straws. So instead of going to like paper straws or or less plasticky straws, um, they're doing what is un- like undeniably the cheapest, most biodegradable alternative for plastic straws anyone has ever seen. She's literally getting coconut leaves, cutting them into slices, rolling them up, tying them with another piece of coconut leaf, and Bob's your uncle. That's cool. And not only that, check this out, covering her goods with a a coconut leaf. So instead of using cling wrap, she just gets a a sheet of, of a coconut leaf, like straight off the tree, 
puts it over the top and then ties it with another um, sliced up piece of coconut, basically string. So she just slices the coconut into a thin strip, the coconut leaf into a thin strip, and then that acts as the string that she ties around the uh, the, the lid port part of the leaf to hold it down. It's so cool, and it works fine. That's awesome. That's yeah. really, really cool. That's that, that Because, I mean, hey, the way you produce that is by growing coconut palms. Isn't that amazing? You actually literally grow more trees to create these straws and these coverings. And then when you're done with them, like, I mean, I guess you can wash them, but until they get, like, you know, they sort of break down, like, any sort of produce. You don't need to use them once or twice, and then they just um, turn yeah. back into coconut trees. Put them at the bottom of another of a coconut tree, and they'll become a coconut That's tree. That's it. When they start going brown and mushy, you just, just Ultimate stick and recycling. them in your compost. Like, uh-huh. why, did we, why, did we, why did we think we have to make this so We could have done this with bamboo. We could have done this years we could, we ago. Could have, we could have used bamboo, just drilled the centre out of the bamboo Dude, on the joints, yeah. and you've got a straw. Yeah. Why do we have to make stuff so complicated? Why do we're so silly, aren't we? You know, you can go to like a lot of gro- like Asian groceries. You know how they have the Asian shops now, and uh, and you can buy like packets of um, of coconut leaves, and they're really? huge, huge palms. Really, and they they come wrapped, rolled it up. Well, see, the other thing that you can that is very useful that you see used in developing countries all over the place is banana leaves. They use those for everything. Oh yeah, yeah, same sort of thing, same sort of thing. Yeah, I've eaten off a banana leaf as a plate. It was great. Yeah. Doing the dishes was never so simple in my life. Umbrella works for all <laughs> kinds of things. Stay tuned. Don't worry about everything around you, everything around you. And don't freak out if you don't feel me beside you. Just look up, I'm reminding you to sing a new song. And let the rain clouds cry their tears of joy And dance all around you Though a thousand may fall And death may surround you I have brought you here The love, oh yeah Oh, oh yeah, yeah So be happy With the life you've got before you I smile when I chose it for you Thousand and four, and death may 
That was Sydney Wolverton with Bought You Here. You listen to Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. Yes, uh, what book am I? Quiz. Uh, what book am I? Quiz. Give us a call this morning if you think you know the answer. Clue number two. This book is concerned with a task that took 52 days. You know, if that had been the first clue, I would have been gone. I would have been completely blank. Yeah, do you know what? I even know what the task is. I do know what it is. Oh, it was uh, it was yeah it was it was fifty two days was I uh, definitely set a world record that has possibly never been surpassed I reckon. Ooh, there's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, so uh, oh, I hope that this one gets answered because I want to talk about this record. And, Don't talk and, about it, Lyle. You're and, just and maybe give it we away. can maybe what we can do is see if we can organise a competition to see if it can be surpassed. <laughs> but anyway, during the break we had uh, Shell come into the studio, our producer, with a completely revolutionary idea that uh, goes one step above making straws out of coconut leaves. Yeah. It was just mind-blowing. It's something it was I have never heard in my so life before. And it uh, is the ultimate in uh, you know, saving, saving yeah. straw replacement. Yeah. She said, just drink from the cup. <laughs> drink from the cup. <laughs> Who would have thought of such a my thing? My mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is such a thing as drinking from a cup, people. And uh, believe it or not, before straws were invented... We never died of thirst due to the lack of straws. I wonder why straws were invented. I wonder if it has anything to do with lipstick. I have no idea, but it's kind of cool drinking out of a straw. It's a different kind of sensation. Yeah. And I think it's more about the sensation. With some with some things, like uh, I had a, uh, um, a Berry Bank smoothie the other day, and you either had to drink it with a straw or a spoon. Mm. But, you know, a spoon would have been fine. They could have given me a stainless steel spoon. I would have um, been just as happy. Like soup. Yeah. Smoothie bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But it probably was nicer through a straw, but I didn't need to have a straw. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing – the straw is – there's never a time that you need to have a straw. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think there is time for people who, like, are in hospital and they can't, like – Yeah, know. that's different. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, different. Yeah. You get those bendy straws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we've fixed the straw problem. Okay, we've solved What's the straw next? problem and uh, we have um, all kinds of – Controversy going on in our world Ew, today. Bring it on. Um, uh, and this is is really starting to erupt now, a month after Laurel Hubbard won gold in the Pacific Games in Samoa in uh, women's weightlifting um, as a transgender person. And so this is this is an issue that is not going to go away. And of course, she's being called the gender cheat. Um, it's being likened to um, athletes who dope. Um, and take drugs to because you know testosterone is a drug, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they've called for the the, uh, the the Pacific Games Council to review the policies, and they're also calling the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, to do the same. Um, Samoan Prime Minister said, "No matter how we look at it, he is a man, and it is shocking. Uh, this was allowed in the first place." Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. It's shocking it was allowed in the first place. And this is something that, in my mind, is an area in which we really, really have just done a terrible, terrible disservice to the transgender community Mm. by trying to push through, uh, to force through uh, validation um, of who they are as a person. What you're dealing with here is probably the most vulnerable community that we have in our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a 
um, a higher suicide rate than um, Jews who were placed in concentration camps by Adolf Hitler in the Second World War. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a massively, massively high suicide rate. And that's you know obviously driven by um, a very, very large uh, level of mental illness. Um, and rather than treating that mental illness, we have been uh, validating it, accepting it. And then what we do is we encourage them to involve themselves in things such as this that are going to be super controversial. So going to make them and so, you know, you feel with the emotions that you're dealing with if you are, you know, struggling with these kinds of issues already mm-hmm. and so, and now suddenly you are, you, you, you know, we have, we have, you know, the society has pushed you into an area and basically pushed you up against the wall and drawn a massive target yeah. right on the front of you for the whole world to throw abuse at. Yeah, and to hate. Yeah, yeah, and, and and the hate that is going around on social media over this kind of stuff is just appalling. Mm-hmm. Um, it should never exist because hate should never exist in any way, shape, or form. And you know, this is an area where we just you know, a vulnerable person portion of society like this should not be being encouraged, pushed, or in any way, you know, the the, the whole um, you know gender imbalance thing aside. Mm-hmm. This is terrible for transgender people. Mm-hmm. It is terrible for women. And at last we're starting to get some feminist groups who are standing up and saying, no, wait, 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 wait a minute. We don't think that this is good for women to be competing against biological males that you know have 25% upper body strength just because they have gone through puberty. Yeah. You know? And that 25% upper body strength is never, ever going to go away, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if you reduce the testosterone down to zero. Now, reducing the testosterone obviously does reduce because it is a drug and it is a performance enhancing drug. It does reduce the um, reduce the performance, but it's never going to reduce the performance level of a transgender you know man down to the performance of a woman. And so you're going to and and, and what we're seeing is you know an influx now of uh, of of transgender people into sports where. Mediocre males are validating themselves by, or trying to validate themselves by competing in women's sports. It's making a sham of sport. It's making an absolute sham of sport. It is, and it's and it's a, and it's a terrible thing to be doing to um, to transgender people. It's um, yeah. Like, um, so like you know, the New Zealand Speak Up for Women, uh, which is a feminist organisation, um, launched a campaign um, um, to categorise sport by sex, yeah. not gender. Yeah, love it. Okay. Because gender has become a word that now symbolizes some, what, 87 different genders or something or other. Don't ask me how. Um, they call this science, seriously. Um, <clears throat> UK's um, Fair Play for Women has come through with the same thing that needs to be uh, defined by sex, not gender. Um, and what's also interesting is that there was no weightlifting category in the Olympic Games for women until the Sydney 2000 Games. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Good on them. And so they've just, they've just arrived in the last 20 years. They've been fighting for their place, you know, in the Olympic Games. In, and now in, it's been taken from them. And now it's been taken from them. Yeah. They've just gotten in and now they're getting out again. Yeah. I liked how you, I think the last time we mentioned this, I liked how the, how you said that we should do it just like with the X and Y chromosome. That's, that's right. Your, that's your It's very simple. That's your categories. What do X, you got? X, 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 Y. Yeah. Um, problem solved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is a, uh, um, a, a massive issue that needs to be looked at. Anyway, 
Turning to some good news in uh, Bolivia. Bolivia in 2009 uh, moved over to a secular government um, from a Roman Catholic uh, dominated government because, of course, Bolivia being a Spanish colony, uh, the colonial religion was Roman Catholicism, which, of course, was always united with the state. And in 2009, they moved over to a secular government, and as a result of that, they have now just achieved full religious liberty. Oh, good and on And the population of Bolivia is celebrating. They've had a few slippery, you know, uh-huh. slippery slopes and slippery points along the way. Um, some of their laws that were rather badly written, where the actual, um, what was actually being legislated was not actually the intent of the law. So they had an anti-terrorism law, which, if um, by the way it was actually written, you could you could go down for terrorism for doing evangelism. Oh, that's not and, great. Uh, and 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 the uh, you know the the president um, Evo Morales is like, yeah, well that wasn't the intent, and so a couple of months later they had to withdraw it and rewrite it, and that's actually what they're celebrating at the moment because that's been the final step in the process was the rewriting of that law, so that uh, um, Christians of all faith or people of all faiths. I should say, uh, but it's particularly being celebrated by um, evangelical Christians, but people of all faiths are now free to evangelize. Well, that is really good news. And who would have thought in this day and age that the country is going to still be surging forward in that way? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, we sort of take for granted, don't we? You, you travel this country, that country, the other country. And, you know, of course, I travel and speak in many of these countries, preach in many of these countries. I don't even stop to think whether they have religious liberty or not. Ooh, but yeah. some of these countries, you know, you really should stop and think whether what you're doing is actually legal before you do. <laughs> An act of terror. <laughs> yeah. Could have gone wow. down for terrorism, preaching in Bolivia. Wow, the of all places. slash terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's good to have some good news on the religious liberty front from around the world we're going to move on with the show this is Torin Wells with Known It's so unusual while it's frightening You see right through the mess inside me And you call me out to pull me in You tell me I've been starting again And I don't need to keep on hiding I'm fully known And loved by you You won't let go No matter what I do And it's not one or the other It's hard truth and ridiculous grace to be known Fully known and loved by you I'm fully known and loved by you It's so like you to keep pursuing It's so like me to go astray Guard my heart with your truth The kind of love that's bulletproof And I surrender to your kindness Oh, I'm fully known And loved by you You won't let go No matter what I do And it's not one or the other It's hard truth and ridiculous grace 
to be known, fully known And loved by you I'm fully known And loved by you How real, how wide, how rich, how high is your heart I cannot find the reasons why you'd give me so much How real, how wide, how rich, how high is your heart Welcome back, everybody. That was Torin Wells with Noon here on Faith FM. We have come to our interview for the day, but before we go to our interview for the day, we have a quiz, and our quiz uh, question that we up to is uh, number four. The man whose book this name, the man whose book this name bears, was a cupbearer. To a king. Who might that be? What book of the Bible am I? If you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. And joining us on the phone this morning is uh, David Haupt. David, welcome to the show. Hello. Okay, let's just find out what's going on here. We seem to be slightly disconnected. Okay, David, are you there? I'm here. Good morning to you and your listeners. Uh, Fantastic, David. Thank you so much. Now, David, of course... um, you're at the moment uh, replacing David Stoyjic, so we've gone from one David to the other. Um, and last week we were fascinated with the material that you were presenting on the issue of shame, how it affects our lives amongst other um, aspects. And so this week is uh, is part two of this, this series. And so, um, yeah, where are we starting off today, David? Well, let's start in, in Scripture. Let me just say uh, to your listeners that this is an issue that is more common than what we realize. Um, whenever I speak on this topic, normally about um, one out of a hundred people do not know what I'm understa- or what I'm saying. The rest know exactly what I'm saying because they have experienced shame. In the book of Proverbs 15 verse 13, we, no- we read the following words. It says, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. But listen what follows. But by sorrow of heart, the spirit is broken. Mm. So, so the question here is, what is this phenomena called shame that breaks the spirit of an individual? And where I'd like to take your listeners uh, this morning is to have a quick look at what are some of the events that can break the spirit of man and leads to shame. And as we said last week, often will hold us cemented into the past, unable to to reach the full potential that God has designed us for. And then hopefully we'll have enough time uh, to, to, 
to just step in in just a few pointers on how to break free from that. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting what you said about the merry heart doing good like a medicine. I read the story one time of a man who was, and this is a, this is from more of a physical rather than emotional perspective, but was diagnosed with terminal cancer and decided that uh, he was going to enjoy his last few months and uh, started watching lots of um, comedies and just focusing on everything that was funny and uh, made him happy and uh, ended up being completely uh, cured of cancer just by having a very positive attitude to life. Um, And what 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 you're saying here is that from the emotional perspective, that merry heart or that happiness... Um, can actually have a similar effect on on us from an emotional perspective as well. What are some of these things from our past that um, that are likely to cause issues of shame? One is the issue of abandonment. In other words, when people that are significant in our life abandon us. And uh, as an example, yeah, I'd like to just share with your listeners a text message that I received from a young mother just past uh, last week. Um, she writes and she says, I felt awful and confronted yesterday evening while putting a little boy to sleep. No amount of careful parenting minimized the sense of abandonment a child feels. Good night kisses were laid upon him. Mum, said the little boy, our dad left because of me, didn't he? Then the mother concludes, she says, it's awful that a seven-year-old should ever feel this way. It broke my heart. Mm. Well, it it broke his heart as well. And this is what so often happens when a child grows up in a single-parent home. They carry the belief, the shame, in other words, that a parent had left because of who they are and Mm. that they have a lack of worth and value. Now, by the way, that is a distortion. Yeah, absolutely. But that is what they would live with for the rest of their life. Another one is... But but just just, just jumping in there for a second, if that's their perception, then for them it's their reality. Exactly. And in other words, those those would be the rose-colored lenses that they will carry throughout their life, looking, measuring relationships in in the future life. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Can you see how that will hold them back from ever reaching the potential that God has designed for, uh, them for? Well, I grew up in a single-person um, home myself, but slightly different circumstances where my mother passed away when I was young. And... Mm. I never faced those issues of abandonment. I faced other issues for sure, but I always felt, even as a young person, that while my circumstances were tough, they were not as tough as some of my classmates who came from broken homes. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So definitely something that uh, parents need to be thinking about in relationship to their children, particularly if they're in a relationship that uh, is toxic for the children and they find themselves you know, in needing to separate, that they make sure that their children you know, do not go through that whole sense of abandonment. We cannot make choices for other people and therefore some marriages just can't be held together because of a partner's decision. But I would also at the same time like to say that the best gift that a parent can give their child is to work on their relationship and continue to work on their relationship and try to restore relationship to a good, you know, environment. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. A, okay. a second way, 
Sorry. Yeah, you're, that's right. Take us, take us into the second, second issue. The second issue is that of uh, abuse. In other words, the human spirit is wounded and a sense of shame is formed by abuse, especially by those that are supposed to be our support and our protectors. So abusive words, uh, Proverbs 18.21 refers to that. Physical abuse, Ephesians 6 verse 4. Sexual abuse, 2 Samuel 13 verse 20. Terrible story of Tamar that's left desolated, deserted, um, and devastated after sexual abuse by a half-brother. And uh, I, I recall an event where I was running a depression and anxiety recovery program for the community, and a 82-year-old lady came into our program and booked in for counseling and was unable to do the evaluation program that we normally do. So she sat there and I said to her, look, uh, would you mind if I lead you? And I asked her the first question, which we're relating to abuse. Uh, abuse is often instilling shame in people. I asked her the question, have you ever been exposed to sexual abuse? To which she just burst out in tears. I allowed her to cry for a while and then eventually just gently touched her arm. She looked up at me and I said, I'm the first one that you've ever shared this with. Now she's 82 years old. The abuse took place when she was but a mere seven years of age. Multiple relation, broken relationships, multiple broken marriages, living in isolation, she still lives with the impact of shame on her life that has been brought to her by someone who was out of control. Mm. The interesting news article today that I just noticed about um, child abuse in the South Pacific, not focusing on sexual abuse but on physical abuse, where do you yeah. draw the line between, you know, because obviously they have a culture of discipline, where is the line between discipline and abuse? When does discipline become abuse? When, when a child feels rejected, when a child feels abandoned, when, they, when there's a conditionality in the sense of acceptance, affection, and a sense of belonging. Um, so physical abuse, uh, sorry, physical discipline in itself when it is done in a loving care. I know I'm treading you on very, very thin ice, but if, if, uh, if discipline is done with a sense of love and acceptance and a sense of belonging, that child can learn from it. Mm -hmm. But when it is done on a conditionality, so I'll give you acceptance, affection, and a sense of belonging conditionally, then that child will actually uh, navigate their life with a sense of shame. Mm, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Okay, so where else? Are, what are some of these other areas that, where this is going to uh, stem from? Another one is betrayal. Um, when we betray our friends, and betrayal here can uh, can happen when uh, the closest people that we so often would confide in actually uh, would break that confidence and share that with uh, uh, with other people. Adultery is a form of betrayal. Um, the sin that no one has ever, as as a Christian therapist. Uh, approached me and said, David, please help me to deal with this sin, uh, is the sin that David calls, King David, that God will destroy those that use that. And that is the sin that we call by the common name of gossip. 
Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so how big of an issue is this? Huge. So David actually talks about, you know, God will destroy people who indulge in gossip. Psalm 101, uh, verse, I think it's verse 5. Uh, he says, he that speaks the evil of his brother, God will destroy. That's that's a heavy statement. And I, when, when, when we came on here to start talking about shame, I was not expecting you to bring up the issue of gossip. And, you know, this is one of the things I think we are all in danger. I, I can speak for myself. Um, we all have this thing somewhere within us to love a juicy piece of gossip. Exactly. It, and it comes so easily, even for Christians. But I want to venture in saying that it may be easier to resurrect someone from the dead than resurrect a character that's been decimated. Wow. Yeah, that's um, that's something that you know. You imagine, you imagine if we looked at uh, our, our our churches as just say one example, and let's say that we eliminated gossip from our churches, what a difference it would make. God gives us a very clear instruction. If I see my brother sinning, what should I do? Go to the pastor and talk to the pastor. Go and talk to the church board. Go and talk to, you know, everyone else. No, Scripture says, go to your brother alone, and between the two of you alone, go and sort it out. Mm-hmm. What would happen if we would, in actual fact, come alongside that individual, place our arms in an appropriate way on the shoulder and say, hey, brother, I can see that you're struggling with this, this issue. Would you allow me to walk with you? I would like to support you through this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Shall we that's, move on um, to the next one? <laughs> that's, that's a very different way of looking at... Um, you know the whole issue of yeah, dealing with the that our, dealing with our fellow sinners, and I think that's probably the way we need to look at it and remind ourselves is that uh, we're all in this together. Yes. What's your next one there, David? Sin. Well, that's sin. Simple. Our own our own sins mm-hmm. produces shame. In other words, so far we've been dealing with things that other people do to us, but sometimes shame is instilled under our own command. So, in Psalm 51, a psalm well known for King David struggling with the aftermath of his sin of um, a a sexual relationship with another man's wife. Uh, He says in verse 3, my sin is ever before me. Yeah, he's not Uh, holding back. He's actually actually getting it out here, isn't he? Well, he held it back for a year. Yes, before he wrote this psalm and came to repentance. And that must have been incredibly hard for him just to, you know, to live with. But our sin destroys our own soul. And and in uh, Proverbs 6.32, it says, He that commits adultery destroys his own soul, wounds, in other words, his own soul. Mm. And you can see with David, I mean, David didn't just commit adultery, but, you know, he slept with this, this man's wife, um then he doesn't then she falls pregnant so he doesn't want the secret to leak out because you know her husband is away on a military campaign uh so that's going to create a scandal and so he's like okay how am I going to cover up the scandal so then he murders her husband and marries her um because you know that way he can claim the child as his own and it 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 uh it's it's just a uh, you've got one sin compounding on top of another on top of another as he tries to hide this whole thing up until eventually 
he he comes to repentance. Exactly. Now, we can continue with multiple uh, things that will indicate and, and show how that shame is installed in our life, but I would like to move forward to, to quickly give you three pointers on how to break free from sin. Please note that most of, of the shame is installed where other people are actually projecting their own issues upon us. In other words, it is their hot potatoes, not ours, but sometimes it happens under our command. Now, the first point to break free from shame in our life is that which we do not want to do, and that is to acknowledge our shame. So, Brad Fall, a, a Christian psychiatrist, writes on this point that he says that the only way out of the pain, his own shame, was to come out of hiding. I had to surrender. I had to embrace my shame and my pain. Embracing my pain led me to expose my pain, my sorrow, my loneliness, and my shame. This is what I had feared doing for so long. Mm. So, so, that's point number one. Point number two is to act against my shame. In other words, uh, to declare my iniquity to God, to to just acknowledge it to God and then to move away from that shameful uh, event. And number three is to address my shame. Um, it is the the robber of the human soul that says, in the story of John chapter 8, the woman caught in adultery, she's guilty, stoner. It is an actual fact, the creator God, the one that's our savior that says, neither do I condemn you. Mm. And then just the last point is ask God for an intimate relationship with him. The only way that shame can be broken is as we move closer to God in an intimacy with him and allow him to start to speak into our life, our worth and our value. David, thank you so much for joining us. We are out of time, but I do look forward to uh, next week where we can come back and continue this conversation. That was David Helped, and this is now Hilary Scott and the Scott family. You're listening to Faith FM. We are born one fine day children of god on our way mama smiles and daddy cries a miracle before they rise they protect us till
To Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water, memorial of the miracles you gave to thee. That all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty. Um, God told Joshua to lead his people. Um, As I was with Moses, I will be with thee. I will never leave or forsake you, but set the people free. Joshua spoken to his people, said, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you, and you will surely be blessed. Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water, memorial of the miracles he gave to thee, that all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty. Priests can the ark of the covenant to the raging Jordan side. Brave and courageous, they stepped in the water and got work before their eyes. The water stopped flowing, the riverbed dry, they all crossed to the other side. Twelve men back to the middle of the river, carrying rocks to remember by. Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water, memorial of the miracles he gave to thee, that all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty. God still with us in this world of trouble, gives miracles every day. Has he worked in your life, brother? Have you shown it in some way? Well, are you stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water? Memorial of the miracles he gave to thee That all the people of the earth might remember That the hand of the Lord's mighty Stacking up the the rocks at the edge of the water Memorial of the miracles he gave to thee that all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty. So that all the people of the earth might remember that the hand. 
of the Lord is mighty.